cliffcentral.com. There is quite a lot of, of valuable stuff we can learn from our guest this morning, Chantel. She's got a really interesting story to tell us. And actually, someone else who listens to the show heard that Chantel was going to be on and told us that she's also a pole dance instructor and that she's mm. done stunt work in movies. So I want to talk to her about all of that as well as her collection. Wow. But if you are a collector of interesting or unusual things, or if you know somebody who is, then you can also get in touch with us like Chantel did. And like so many other people do, they say, oh, I've got a friend who collects this or collects that. Let us know. All you have to do is send us an email to contact at cliffcentral.com. And, of course, Collectomania is brought to you by the South African Gold Coin Exchange and the Scoin Shop. You can check them out at scoinshop.com. That's coinshop.com, but with an S at the front. And you can speak to, uh, to Ra- Rail and all his terrific people there. Start your investment today. And listen, I uh, hate to point out the obvious, but with, um, with the, with the world economy looking like it is at the moment, you probably should be looking at gold as a hedge against the dollar or as a hedge against so many of the other things that are just not increasing and improving in value the way that they were for a couple of months of you know last year the year before the year before it's been pretty much like this on the stock market going up in a steady yeah. steady direction not so much anymore so if you um don't put all your eggs in one basket that's for sure there we go there's and the, i think what people are, are people are so quick to invest in you know shares and funds and things like that mm-hmm. without thinking of other investments like art and gold and cryptocurrencies which are definitely extremely dodged at the moment but yeah well there's a lot that uh, people people used to say well these things were guarantees you know they're not guarantees anymore and you can't be sure of anything bitcoin at the moment thirty thousand four hundred sixty eight dollars i think it hit a kind of new low for the first time in months it got below thirty thousand dollars just the other day not great. Mm. So this, the whole reason I'm bringing this up is to let you know that the Scoin Shop could be your place to hedge your bets and to try some of the stuff. The South African Gold Coin Exchange and the Scoin Shop, scoinshop.com. All right, we're going to get to uh, Chantel in just a moment. Here she is. There we are. Hey, Chantel. Hi. Oh, Can you hear me now? Loud and clear. Nice to have you on the show this morning. Okay. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. So first of all, I mean, you sound like you've had the most incredible and interesting life so far. You are, at the moment, you're also a pole dance instructor. You've done stunt work for movies. You've been in Cirque du Soleil, which is, like, that's the top rung of aerialism, of sure. performing in, you know, kind of the, 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 the it's, it's, what would you call it? It was almost like uh, in, in the circuses, they used to call them acrobats or something, right, in the old days. This is incredible. Yeah. When did you start? Tell us about a little bit about you before we get into your collection. Um, so I started circusing when I was about nine. Um, I joined a circus school here in Cape Town and then was lucky enough to join a show in Sun City, which then led to joining a show in France and then cruise ships. And from there, it just carried on. So I was super lucky just uh, from a show to a show. And then, of course, the Cirque du Soleil thing. We did an audition in, in Cape Town with my best friend at the time, or my partner at the time. And, um, yeah, that nothing came from that. And we were like, oh, okay, whatever. And then got a phone call a couple of months later going, hey, are you still available? So then managed to go join the training program in Montreal um, and wow. then joined the show, yeah. That sounds incredible. Um, I also think that it's it's probably worth commenting on the fact that that, you know, pole dancing, I mean, my sister does pole dancing and she absolutely loves it. It's a great way to keep fit. And 
it used to be this thing where people thought, well, if you're a pole dancer, you had to be a stripper. And that's all changed very much in, in the last couple of years. People have started to take this very seriously. There are competitions. Um, it's been recognized as an Olympic sport. So there's a whole different world that's opened up around pole dancing. Yeah, we've been fighting really, really hard. It was recognized as a sport um, and now just trying to change what people think of it. So like you said, you say, oh, I do pole dancing and there's that bad connotation to it. <laughs> yeah. uh, when you guys were talking this morning to the gymnasts, I was where you'd mentioned something about there's not another sport, you know, that uses that kind of skill. And then I was like, oh, yes, there is. Pole dancing. Uh, pole, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, it's pretty much gymnastics, <laughs> but on a pole. Right. Yeah. Actually, I saw, I saw that chimney behind you and I thought that was a pole, but I thought it was a bit close to the wall. And then when I saw, when I saw the, it's connect, connected to one of those, um, those, those stove heater things, I suddenly realized it's not a pole. But um, th- this, is, this is obviously something that you can't just do. You have, to, you have to really take it up as a discipline. And you can hurt yourself badly if, you don't, if you're not careful, right? I mean, you can't just jump on the pole and start doing these things. You have to have incredible control. You have to be very fit. You have to, be, you have to think about your breathing. You have to work with, with people who know what they're doing. And once you get into it, I think it must be lots of fun, but there's quite a lot of work. Yeah, it's it's a great thing. My the favorite thing um, about watching girls or ladies or even men coming into the studio is that they can't even pull themselves up in the beginning. And then, you know, we do the training exercises and you slowly get stronger. Um, and it's incredible to watch how people go from not being able to even stand on a pole to inverting and going upside down and doing incredible tricks. Yeah, and literally holding on with like one ankle and and their knee that's like twisted around the top of the pole. It's incredible. I mean, if I did that, I'd fall and brain myself. It'd be the last time I'd ever walk. All right, so Chantel, <laughs> let's just let's focus on your collection for a little bit because I think this is fascinating. So everybody, even even people who don't know that they're collectors, everybody collects something, and it's quite cool to put together a collection of more than just four or five things. You've been collecting shot glasses which are also cool because you can use them if people come around for parties and so on. But um, over the years, you've collected a pretty large collection of, of, of shot glasses. So when did that one start? So it was when I was on the cruise ships, um, we were looking for most people collect magnets, which I was like, oh, not really my thing. Um, mm-hmm. And then I don't know why it started with the shot glasses. Um, and then, yeah, it was kind of we started with the little ones, um, and then in the beginning, I was a little bit of my OCD and I was trying to get them to always be the same shape, the same color and that kind of stuff. And of course, <laughs> yeah. that didn't happen. So then I ended up having to be like, OK, it's all right if you don't have the same shape. Then there was the fatter ones, the shorter ones. And I was like, can they not just all be the same? Um, but also, yeah, I collected doubles in the beginning because I was like, if one breaks at a party, at least I'll have a backup. But um, it got too much at, at one point. Um, on the table now, I've got 171. I'm sure there's more in a box somewhere else. I just haven't been able to find so it. I'm, I'm looking at a picture now that you sent us of, of the whole collection on the table. That's a lot of shot glasses. That would be enough to get an army of, of people drunk. So... <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm just looking at this now. Which one was the first one? Um, do you remember what your first shot glass, the first collectible that you, that you bought in this collection was? Um, I think it was in Italy because the cruise ships I worked for was an Italian cruise ship. So we started in Naples um, and then did a lot of the Italy. So I'm going to assume it was, was um, Italy. All right. So take us through a few of these. I'm going to put up a couple of pictures that you've sent us on, on the screen here. So we've got a few here. One is from Mexico because it says Mexico on it. Uh, Cozumel, Uxmal, and then you've got a Hong Kong. And then what's that one that looks like it should be South African? It looks almost like a Cosa hat. 
Um, I think it was the Columbia because I couldn't find uh, anything with Columbia in it. So that was the closest thing I could get because some countries just don't have shot glasses. You're like, what is going on, guys? So then you try to find something else um, that is similar to a shot glass. Here's another example. Um, I'm not sure if you can see it. Uh-huh. It was the same thing. It wasn't really a shot glass, but it was the best I could do um, at the time that'll to try work. and get one. Yeah, that'll work. All right. So, <laughs> it's a yeah. big and now, and that is, that's huge. That is huge. If you had a shot out of that, you'd be lying. My on the kind floor. of size. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So take us through some of these here. These are from, uh, Europe mostly, aren't they? We've got, Czech, yeah, we've Amsterdam, got Amsterdam, and Rome. Mm-hmm. The one on the far right is Macau. So we, um, oh, wow. traveled to Hong Kong and then went to go to Macau for just a night. So on the show, um, normally what happens is between the two, um, when the show moves from the country to a country or from a city to a city, the artists will have time off. And then in that time off, we would then go, sometimes it's what they call a double dark. You've got two days to go somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, so you try and find any place that, you know, you can quickly dash off to go and see. So um, that we were very lucky with that. Uh, also made up a rule to try never to go back to the same place because um, there's so many places awesome. to go and see. Did have to break the rule for Rio. Um, my best friend that I was working with had never been. So I was like, well, it's not technically breaking it if she's never been. So That's yeah, true. Rio. You know, being on those cruise a, trips must be, there must be so much fun there. I mean, if, especially if you were, a, you were a performer on there. So you guys get, as you say, these, these days off every now and then. And, and mostly during the day, if you're not rehearsing, you kind of can do your own thing. And if you stop in a certain port, you can go and visit. You must have seen so many places and met so many interesting people. Yeah, being an artist on the sh- on the ship was cool because, like you were saying, we didn't actually have that many duties. Um, mm. It was pretty much just the shows in the evening, so we could get up and go out. Uh, the the ships always did the same route for a couple of months, so um, you would go and see all the touristy attractions and then eventually try and find the things that you wouldn't normally find as a tourist, which was the fun stuff. It's like going down in Barcelona, which is one of my favorite cities, oh. um, avoiding the rambles with your life because it's like going to the waterfront in Cape Town. It's like go and do – there's so many other things you can do in a city. Yeah. I've only been to Barcelona once, but I had to go there. You have to. You have to go to – you know, especially if it's like market day and they've got – thousands of people out there selling stuff you probably find a, f- a few shooter glasses there as well let's just look at some of these other ones quickly um we've got such a collection here so there's mauritius i see one from disney world uh what are the other yep. two new, uh, new york and lanzarote wow okay new, that new york one looks very new york it also looks like you could probably have very dangerous drinks in that one yeah, there's a couple of them. They all seem to be the same. Which one is this? Oh, this was Canada. But, um, Gareth, I think you'll like this one. It's the Jose Express. You can't oh, really wow. see it. Um, Jose Cuevo, sorry. Yeah. They have a train that you go from Guadalajara to, um, Cuevo. Uh, sorry, to tequila. Yes. Uh, where you get on a train and then you go along the train and you drink tequila uh, shots or um, margarita cocktails and stuff until wow. you get to the little town of tequila. And then you go walk around and you go see stuff in tequila and you get back on the train and you carry on drinking. Needless to say, we it was many, many tequilas. <laughs> that, sounds, that sounds like my perfect train ride. But they just keep yeah. bringing you shots of tequila. God, that's cool. I've heard about this train before, but you're the first person I've actually spoken to who's been on it. Yeah, it was it was lots of fun. All right, so that that was a useful sh- shot glass situation. You got Brighton here. We've got what is it? What's uh, Buzios, which is Bu- in Brazil, Buzios. small little um, um, beach town. And then the other ones were, I think it's Bogota, Colombia, um, which is also one of my favorite spots. 
You know, Colombia, that must be a fascinating place to go to. It's on my list of, I think it's probably even in my top five of places that I want to go to because it's up in the top corner of South America. Did you go there on the cruise ships too or was that a different trip? No, that was with Cirque du Soleil. So we okay. traveled, we did most of South America. Um, and then, yeah, Bogota was one of my fa- favorite, favorite cities, actually. Incredible people. Hmm. Um, reminded me a bit of, of home, South Africa. Mm-hmm. Um, just, yeah, just a little bit of that, un, that unsafe feeling to it. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, great, great, great city. All right. So take us through these ones now. These are like double shots. These ones, these are, you, these are the kind that you, you only hand out when you know you've got people at your house who can handle it. We got Florida to drink. Yeah. Yep. Uh, got Flo- um, what, what is from... that? that one's in Chile. I can see. Oh yes. Chile the Valparaiso. Great little um, town as well on the ocean. Um, La Nuba, which is one of the Cirque du Soleil shows. Yeah. I mean, that's actually got Cirque du Soleil on it. So that's quite special. Yeah, so it was in Florida. They had it was a permanent show in the, um, Disneyland. So uh, it's actually quite a funny story. I was meant to say the I was trying to work out what how much money I'd spent on the glasses, and sometimes they were really cheap, so like two or three dollars. And then you got like especially these kind of ones where they charge you like eight or nine bucks, and you're like, do I really need that for my collection? <laughs> wow. Okay, so last last series of them here. You got Australia. Is that? Uh, yep. Was that, there's that Greece in the middle, and then that one also looks African, and then we've got something that looks Australian on the other side. Oh, uh, yeah, like Mykonos, and the one on the far right was um, Peru. So, oh, um, oh uh, the yeah. Naz, what's it called? The Nazca, Naz, the Nazca yes, Lions. The yeah, all right, got you. These are so beautiful. I mean, do you display them? Do you put them all on, on a shelf somewhere, or do you just kind of have them in a drawer? So they've been in a box under the chair, which I had to pull out after speaking to you guys about coming on the show. But I've been wanting to get a big display made so that I can pack them out. Um, it's been on the to-do list. I've just never got around to it. So if anybody wants to make me a big, beautiful thing that I can stick them on, of course. Uh, that would be great. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's interesting, though, how many people think about the expense of their collection and then it does sit in a box. And it's just such a waste, especially if they look as pretty as all of these. I mean, each one of them has a story. Um, and, mm. and each one of them might even remind you of a certain person. I mean, this is what makes a collection so great. It's it's like music. You know, every song reminds you of someone. Yeah. Um, I just want to show people these pictures quickly of you doing the, the some of your, your stuff at Cirque du Soleil. This is incredible. Um, you, you have to be so good at this. To, to get into Cirque du Soleil is like the top mm. of the pecking order when it comes to this kind of performance. I mean, look at this, these people hanging from the sky. It's unbelievable. Did you ever have any any uh, close calls or very very dangerous uh, situations that happened at Cirque du Soleil, or were you always safe? Hit your head. No touch wood. We did. Yeah, no touch wood. Mm. Just the case. Um, <laughs> no, we've had a few little oopsies where you know you miss a hand or something, but we didn't have anything serious while I was on the show. Um, I did have a small accident on the flying trapeze, so that's the big swinging where you go to a catch. And somebody catches you and uh, landed up uh, dislocating my elbow because I'd landed incorrectly Ugh. in the net. Yeah, so that was the only touch wood, uh, big injury that I've had in all the years. Well, I've got someone here called Carleen who apparently is um, in your pole class. So she yes. says Chantel's got amazing, she's amazing, kind, talented. She's created a wonderful uh, environment at Pole Dance Cape Town in Edgemead. So lots of compliments coming in for you from people who actually know you, which is cool. Um, when it comes to that pole dancing stuff, do you, do you recommend like this is something that people can do to keep fit? Is it for everybody? Is it something that's easy to do or do you 
do you have to be a certain age, a certain fitness, a certain weight? Is it easier for certain people? What would you recommend? Yeah. So for sure, if you've got, you know, upper body strength and core, for example, it's going to be easier in the beginning. Um, but it's, it's not something you have to have. Um, we've had students rocking up, like I was saying, who couldn't even stand on the pole. And a couple of weeks later or months later, um, you know, they're climbing to the top, they're inverting, going upside down. So yes, it's lots of core strength, um, upper body strength, but mm. it's any shape, any size, you know, there's no, no specific kind of body type that would be needed. Do you use those shot glasses when you have people come around or do you just buy those cheap plastic ones? Cause this no, is, we do use them. You do use them because I've, um, I've, I've often had people here and then I, I buy the cheap plastic ones. I'm like, no, nah, I'm not going to get also the glass ones when they do break. It's a problem, but it's, it's even worse if they're those big ones that you showed me just now, because those things, for some reason, people feel they always need to fill them to the top and they're terrifying. <laughs> they're terrifying. If you, if you, well, if you yeah, fill this a, is a big one as well. Jesus. And that's from. That's from Mexico, clearly. Uh, yeah, the also Mexico tequila one. There's Jeez. one of them. I can't find it now. There's a couple of Vegas ones. Always fun to go to Vegas. Um, mm. There was one from the middle of the world. Uh, Salvador, so Brazil. Yeah, there's just so many. And like you were saying, they've all got a story behind them or some kind of memory that um, comes. There's one that I can't find now. It says there is a place called Kalamazoo. It's in, in Australia. <laughs> and the shot glasses actually says, yes, there is a place called Kalamazoo. Cause you're like, what kind of place is that? <laughs> That's so cool. <laughs> I love it. All right. So we've got to find a place for you to display these. Um, and, and then obviously we can, we can show off these collections. Listen, if you've worked out how much you actually spent here, do you think you'd be pleased with yourself or do you think that some of it was a waste of money? No, I'm happy with the collection. I try not to think about how much I spent, and luckily it was done over a long term, so it wasn't mm. all at once. Um, but yeah, for sure, they definitely added up. Are you still in contact with all the people you did Cirque du Soleil with? Yeah, we still in touch. Um, the shame, the the whole COVID vibe. The shows have been closed for a couple, of, you know, the two years. They're slowly starting to open up again, which is great. Um, so yeah, it's really, the posts are starting to post back on Instagram and socials like that. So it's nice to see them back on stage. Well, I'm thrilled that you made time for us this morning and thanks for telling us about your incredible collection. It's also great to meet you and hear your story. Just quickly before we go, you've done stunts in movies. Yes. Tell me about that. So, um, as uh, Cape Town's quite a big place for doing movies, so a lot of stunt stuff happen or movies happen in Cape Town. So lucky enough to, to get involved with that. Um, also did manage to get a job on, uh, Wonder Woman in, uh, wow. flown to the United Kingdom to join the Wonder Woman crew, which was really, really incredible. Jeez, that's, that's amazing. What kind of stunts are we talking about though? So more kind of the aerial stuff is my thing. I'm not uh, not a fan of hitting the floor, but if we have to do it, sometimes it is part of the, the job. But normally kind of your aerial work or tr uh, big falls and that kind of stuff because of my, my aerial background. That's amazing. Uh, it, is, it, is it difficult to, to do these things? Is it, do they have to pay you like danger pay because it's uh, sometimes quite complicated stuff to do? Or is it, is it really easy for you compared to some of the stuff that you've been doing in your, in your uh, other performances? 
Um, it depends on what the stunt is. So, like, if it's jumping out of a window and landing on box rigs or something like that, that's kind of my happy place. Yeah. Um, other <laughs> things like rolling downstairs, I'm like, oh, not so much because it Ow. hurts way more. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> so, you normally do get additional pay if you if the stunt is something that is more dangerous than just a general day day rate. Unbelievable. Well, listen, you're an inspiration. It's nice to have you on, and uh, thanks for sharing your collection with us again. Well, thank you so much for having me. It was cool. great. What a pleasure to meet you. There's Chantel Nell, and she has a brilliant collection of shot glasses and a really interesting story. And it's nice to meet people mm. who are doing cool things like she is. I'm just disappointed that my favorite one happened to be from Brighton. I was like, couldn't it have been something more that's exotic? Your, that's, that was your favorite one? Brighton? Yeah. Oh, there Love it is. Okay, yeah, that's that's cute. It's very pretty. It's beautifully made. Mm. I don't I don't actually have any uh, any collectible shot glasses but i did for my birthday last year um a couple that i know gave me some shot glasses which were beautifully made with like they they actually had uh, they were personalized so it's got my name on it and everything and i don't i don't put those out when i have drunk people here you know that's not yeah. what you want but um i will keep those and look after them it's nice to have you know decent glasses anyway that's mm. all we got time for this morning cliffcentral.com